Welcome, everyone, to the Sunday late edition of the Config Call-In. We are starting a little later than usual due to some technical difficulties, but that is no problem at all. I do want to start just by saying that we are currently live in the Society for Containment Fiction Discord. And if you have any inkling to interact and are not in that Discord, you may call our live telephone number. This is a Skype line, and the number is 316-444-3115. And you can call in at any moment during our live recording. We will take your call and field either your questions, your topics, or your criticisms, which you're welcome to uh, level as well. And just to quickly recap what we spoke about yesterday, a very lively discussion that I was very thankful for, was the removal of the SCP-173 image from the SCP Wiki. And I think we had a very productive conversation about some of the critiques and some of the alternative points of view that don't seem to be expressed elsewhere. So that was, I think, very valuable, and I appreciate everyone's uh, contribution to that. Now, uh, we do want to talk about uh, one little thing today, so I'll take about three three to five minutes uh, just to talk about uh, something uh, that I hope we'll get to today. If not, uh, that's fine. Uh, I'd rather people posit their own topics. And uh, on that note, I just wanted to say a few things before we open up the floor. And I wanted to thank the individuals who are here. Dr. Krim, thank you for showing up. I believe Dr. Kaldal is in the chat. We'll try to get Cosmic Prophet back in here. So uh, just to take a few minutes to talk about this, and then we'll, we'll get into whatever it is that anyone else wants to talk about. Um, so the question is, what is the identity of the SCF? Now, we first and foremost should define this from our own perspective. And then next, we'll try to work with what other people think. But I think it's more important to understand from our first-person perspective, so to speak here, what it is that we're doing and uh, who it is that we are, if such a thing can be said. And the more I thought about this, just to provide an answer, the more I realized that there is not an answer. Uh, we are a uh, diverse body of people who share an interest in containment fiction and recognize that it's a genre that is larger than any one project. Yeah, that, that it's larger than Wikidot, even though most of them are on Wikidot. Yes, exactly. So we do uh, have a lot of different communities who are not on Wikidot that are that are somewhat represented here, although most of them still are. Uh, that's really another purpose of the uh, of the magazine, uh, because the uh, the inevitability of Wikidot falling is is going to be something to deal with in the community for sure when it does happen. But that's really the only answer that we can give, I think, is that we're a diverse body of individuals who share this common interest, and that's it. Uh, some of us are more vocal than others in different ways than others, uh, but really the purpose is actually the opposite of the question. The purpose is not to establish a singular identity. That's just one of the problems that we're trying to push back against and confound, seeing as how some of the communities in the containment fiction space have become rather insular. And uh, having said that, we can now approach the external reputation, which is one of two things. One, a drama server, and number two, a reputation for being highly critical. 
Now, I don't really want to argue against any of those two points. I think that they have, they're, they're based in fairness, a fairness of assessment. And so what we'll do is essentially uh, concede those two points from the external point of view. And uh, the entirety of this presentation is simply about uh, running with that and seeing where it is that we can get with that. So um, I wanted to also jump and just say the end of this presentation and like I said we can get to the middle if we don't have anything else to talk about but it's truly a double front effort um, let me start by mentioning this excellent podcast maybe no one is aware of this one but it's called a history of rock music in 500 songs and this is a wonderful tour through the history of rock music uh, from its origins until uh, about the year 2000 and I want to pull a quote from this just to show that what we're doing here is actually not unique and there are good things about that, but there are bad things about that. But the good thing is we can share some of the attributes of other efforts of this nature uh, and, uh, and find commonality with those. So I want to read a few quotes, uh, round out this opening statement, and then we'll take some topics. And this is the podcast from A History of Rock Music in 500 Songs, Episode 21. And the quote is this. There is a cycle that all popular genres in any art form seem to go through. They start off as super simplistic, discarding all the frippery of whatever previous genre was currently disappearing and prizing simplicity, self-expression, and the idea that anyone can create art. That is obviously a first wave that we've seen in containment fiction that would probably coincide with series one, which certainly did away a, a lot with a lot of the frippery of the holders and their purple prose. Uh, I, I like to give that, that, that thing to series two as well. Series two as well, because yeah, that yeah. that's, that's counts as early SCP. Sure, sure. And so that, that's a perfect transition. So the quote goes on to say this. They then get a second generation who want to do more sophisticated, interesting things. And then you get a couple of things happening at once. You get a group of people who move ever further on from the sophisticated work and who create art that is even more intellectually complex and that only appeals to people who have a lot of time to study the work intensely. This is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is a thing. And I would tag this as the second wave, if we're going to use some terminology. I think the second wave in containment fiction is just as Dr. Krim is saying, uh, somewhere around series two, maybe halfway through it, certainly series three and onward. And the modern-day examples of this ever more intellectually complex form of the genre that appeals to people who only have a lot of time, um, we might point to things like DJ Cactus's Aurora Boris cycle, or something like SCP-6500, the multi-canon canon project, and certainly some of the articles that we've looked at here in the server, Placeholders Admonition Hub, Placeholder and, and his company's uh, Admonition Hub. So we can see these sorts of commonalities in the history of most art forms taking place in containment fiction. Just to round out the quote here, it ends and says, another group whose reaction is to say, let's go back to the simple original style. And this is the counter second wave, or you could think of it as the third wave. One of my arguments is that there is no counter second wave or third wave in config. Um, the comment that is commonly leveled against anyone who wants to write in a series one style is something like the following. We've done series one stuff to death, and you have to find a way to be original, and therefore narrative heavy. Well, my question would be, at what point do we apply the it's been done to death argument 
to the narrative-heavy stuff. Series 1 only lasted for about one series. The narrative-heavy stuff has been going on for much, much longer than that. And so just to round out this opening statement, uh, that's really what I think we're doing. That's really our identity, if you want to ascribe it externally. I think that's the most accurate way to do it. It's a double-front effort. We're looking forward and onward to new containment fiction communities, ones that exit Wikidot even, and expanding and appreciating containment fiction is more than just one project. And, um, and one more quote. Uh, this is uh, the same podcast talking about the second or counter second and third wave of jazz music. And it says this, They set out to recreate that 1920s music as accurately as they could. They were playing traditional jazz, or trad, as it was known. These rather earnest young men were very much like the same kind of people who, ten years later, would form bands like the Rolling Stones, the Yardbirds, the Animals. And they saw themselves as scholars. As much as those later musicians did, they were looking at the history and trying to figure out how to recapture the work of other people. They were working for cultural preservation. And so that's, I think, a very, very good synopsis of what the general vibe here at the SEF is. It's inaccurate to ascribe this motive to everyone here, but if we wanted to attempt to summarize our purpose, uh, however crude, I do think this would be very close. Uh, We are trying to achieve a form of cultural preservation. And that does wrap into what we were talking about yesterday with the preservation of some of these arguments uh, against the removal of the SCP-173 image. All right, so um, once again, that's just a little quick thing I wanted to say. There is a giant presentation here that we can get into the depths of. But before we do that, I do have uh, a couple individuals here who have already uh, posited a few topics, so I do want to get to them. Dr. Caldwell is in the chat, so thank you very much. And Dr. Krim is uh, is in the voice chat, so thank you for being here. Yes. All right, and uh, Dr. Caldwell says, Hello, salut, it's me, a guy who got banned from RPC, the Discord, I mean. But it was way more justified than the SCP bans. I actually did go in and try to make people mad. So... Don't take that out of context. <laughs> or like it's like it's like lepers say, I make people mad. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Caldwell is, uh, you know, like like we said yesterday, um, you know, sort of uh, pride, pride, and prideful in the uh, in the manner he approaches things, and uh, you got to give him that. Yeah. So uh, one thing I, I like to say is uh, really what's interesting is that. I think I agree with Harmony with what, uh, what she said yesterday was that this is a, a, an effort to cover their asses in case in case they uh, they do something bad, <laughs> and I do think that's a, that's a that's a good point because a lot of times the a lot of times uh, as a moderator myself for a Discord we do occasionally uh, like if you get power hungry you can you you'll do some paranoid schizo things to to. So, so you don't have to like get attacked from that angle. It's like it's like okay, like uh, basically like uh, like uh, I hate to quote this, but it's like World War II Germany when they when after they had to set in for a siege, they had to uh, it's like they switched up their strategy after the winter and they said like oh they wanted to cut off the Soviet armies in the Caucasus. It's like you 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 go paranoid and then you do all these like safety checks to make sure, you know. 
Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair way to put it. Um, you know, because there, once again, there was this paranoia, this legal paranoia that we sort of uh, mentioned last time. It was the mutes. Uh, it was the uh, the Russian license issue. Uh, there are other examples of this as well. Uh, we saw that with the age raise. There was a lot of individuals who got a little bit of a legal paranoia with that, particularly the owner of the Skip IRC chat. And we actually saw this in the December 2021 recaps here that I have pulled up. Uh, this is really about um, uh, the topic was licensing request for article removal. And the subject was basically an article that was um, explicitly about uh, copyright infringement and basically a fan fiction mashup that uh, has since been changed. Um, but this was once again a moment where individuals uh, got a little paranoid about the legal ramifications and uh, basically puffed themselves up to be sort of a, a bigger target than I think that they actually are. I don't think anyone is interested in, for example, suing the SEP for a slight article on uh, fan fiction. But you never know. And this has been um, another point of interest. Uh, I think it's Observer September. Uh, one of his articles was taken down simply because it linked to uh, an off-site um, web page and that, uh, that web page had some copyright. So it's a little strange to see uh, something like that justified. Uh, there was a little bit of a skirmish and um, controversy about that. Uh, there's an article written on the Config Wiki about that event. Um, and yeah, this, the list goes on and on and on. But essentially, what's happened here is sort of a uh, Sun Tzu sort of self-application to the SCP Wiki staff, particularly the licensing team. And what I mean by that is that, you know, there's this quote from Sun Tzu that says, uh, you basically want to make yourself bigger, appear, appear to the enemy to be more bigger and <laughs> more bigger, appear to the enemy bigger than you really are and uh, discourage them, demoralize them from even starting the fight or the battle. And we see uh, that attitude self-adopted in the SCP staff. Dr. Krim, let me ask, so what uh, what server, what Discord server are you a moderator of? I used to be, uh, I'm retired now, but I used to be the uh, moderator for the Andy's Apple Farm Discord, which was, uh, which was like a, a little bit of like, a, you know how Analog 4 is, right? Like, it, it's basically like a, like a storytelling medium. I was a, I was a moderator in that Discord, and I think about a, a, a month ago, I, I retired because I... I just wasn't in, into uh, into uh, analog horror that much anymore, so I decided to go to containment fiction. Awesome, awesome, and I I think we're still waiting on your first article, but uh, I will hound you about that until I see one. All right, and then uh, Dr. Caldaw, while he was here, uh, suggested some topics. Uh, he says the most important, I think, is the staff promotions just up on 05. For today, so let's take a look at that. Um, this is news to me, so let's take a quick look at what we see here. We'll start with the winter promotions. Looks like they're going through just a um, just a basic uh, promotion cycle here. This is where operational staff uh, are are made from junior staff, and moderators are made from operational staff. Yeah, O five is the. Uh... And the lore is badass, but in 05 in real life, it's just like this, like, you know, you know, like the, the typical Discord mod meme. That's what that is. 
It's actually an extension of the fictionalized bureaucracy of the actual SCP Foundation, where you have these individuals who start to adopt more and more the sort of mythology that they've cast for themselves in a fictional sense and, st and started to take on these roles a little more. We see a lot of containment uh, going on when it comes to the SCP staff on O5. They, they feel as though they need to draft containment protocols for most issues um, and, and seem to have an increasingly heavy-handed grip on uh, most, most areas of the site. And not to mention, the uh, highest tiers of the chat staff are blocked. They are restricted to level 5 access, we might say. Fun fact. That is, uh, that, is the, that is the worst thing I think I've ever seen, because now you're, now you're making... It's like, didn't, didn't the fiction warn you, and now you're becoming it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, interesting. That that's a real psychological study going on there. But um, so let's see. Let's go down to moderator. I, I scrolled through some of these individuals who are being nominated for operational staff, and you know, there's really nothing here that sticks out to me. I think these are good choices, obviously, in most cases. Uh, moderator. Uh, so, <laughs> City Toast is uh, being considered for moderator. He's like a little. Um, I think he's a he. He's like a little Procyon Latour light. Did a lot of licensing work. Uh, if you look on the screen, obviously this is his name. Highlighted 36 times in the December 2021 recap. Most of this is talking about the licensing issue we already described. Uh, it seems if I could summarize the individual stance from a licensing standpoint, it would seem to be a little bit, mm, a little bit gung ho, a little bit too hands on. Uh, once again, I'm, I come back to the syndrome of the Watchman, the Watchman syndrome, which I'll explain again is this idea that when someone gets a very small purview of authority, they tend to lord that over other individuals and dramatify the uh, application and the opportunities for application of that authority quite severely, quite pedantically. Uh, it's it's uh, seen a lot in popular culture. I guess one, one prominent example is the Stanford Prison Experiments. Uh, but another more familiar example might be your your neighborhood uh, watch party, uh, your neighborhood um, housing association, something like that, where people sort of take what little sliver of authority they have and and seem to give it some grandiosity that is not merited by that authority. Oh my God! Yeah, so City Toast will, will you know probably be a moderator. I, I don't think that this is a healthy attitude to have towards the licensing team. I certainly think that this sort of mentality is what is behind something like the SCP-173 image removal, in that uh, you're basically looking at a nexus of possibilities, and and the potentialities that are there. This sort of attitude tries to front run those and be very very proactive in those that doesn't sound bad in fact you need to have that sort of mentality going into something like licensing for sure um, but it becomes a little bit overwrought and overgrown when you decide to not be prepared for those those possibilities and potentials but uh, on the other hand and an opposite to that make very dramatic actions and realize those very very dramatic actions almost as a way to express that you understand the implications of the license more so than any pragmatic application of that knowledge.
So yeah, I don't think they're making up the cease and desist. I, I think what what's going on here is that they were is that they they probably crossed the line on the thing, and the guy who made Untitled 2004 was just like, I don't want my image to be part of that cesspool. And so they, so they started pulling it in. Yeah, I, I think it, you know the only thing that sticks out in my mind as to what could have changed. You know, because it has been sort of uh, in a sort of equilibrium, a sort of uh, legal equilibrium for a very, very long time. I think the only thing that comes to mind that I can think of that changed was, um, you know, like I said last show, this NFT thing, which which if I was the artist, you know, if, if I was uh, Kato who did this and, and then, you know, I've told the SCP wiki that they can have the image as long as it's not abused legally. And then I see this uh, OpenSea platform with you know, a tremendous number of, of basically NFTs that have, um, you know, uh, infringed upon the intellectual property of that, of that untitled 2004, I might be, I might be very pissed enough to, to change my mind for sure. Uh, so maybe NFTs are responsible for SCP-173's image being taken down. Could be that. Times change. And then what you were referencing, Dr. Krim, is that towards the end of our discussion yesterday, uh, there was a video sent uh, by Harmony that was a, an SCP staff member. I, I think it was a TikTok video of theirs. And it was basically them, uh, you know, celebrating, dancing around the fire, sort of uh, tribalist vibe when it comes to the removal of this SCP-173 image. And that video made a couple of interesting points and uh, hesitations and criticisms that, that members of our society had leveled, which is that there is this uh, underneath, this sort of uh, subtext, uh, this sort of uh, emotion or atmosphere or ambiance to this entire drive to get the picture removed. There's this sort of celebration, it seems, this sort of uh, gleefulness uh, from the perspective of staff. And it seems as though just like Harmony said in this video that she sent us the link to yesterday, that it's a little odd to be just so enthused about the removal of what is a very, very important, even if you disagree with it on a legal premise, what is undoubtedly a very, very important uh, cultural icon of this, of this space. And so I want to tie that back in with this quote that I read at the beginning of the... From Cosmic Prophet, by the way. Oh, hello, Cosmic Prophet. I hope, I hope things are smoother now. Uh, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you being here. But yeah, so I wanted to tie that back in with this. Uh, once again, just trying to throw around ideas of what it is that we do here and what our purpose might be. Uh, this enthusiasm for getting rid of the SCP-173 image flies in the face of uh, you know an attitude that's doing what's here on the screen, which is this quote that I shared earlier. Uh, which is, uh, once again, they were looking at history and trying to figure out how to recapture the work of other people. They were working for cultural preservation. So obviously from a preservatory standpoint, culturally in this space, the SCP-173 image removal probably should have, should have merited a little more of a lively and varied discussion than what we see. And that actually ties into a second point, which is that those conversations seem to happen here uniquely. Uh, obviously, the other people have those sort of same sentiments and comments elsewhere, uh, but when it, they're very disparate, and when it comes to this sort of a gathering point for these sorts of conversations, I think that's what we allow uh, uniquely here. 
But the, uh, let's see, the other individuals looking to become moderators, Optimix, Optimistic Lucio, obviously I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, I would say. Done some good, good things. Everybody's a mixed bag, including myself. Uh, but uh, Optimistic Lucio, I think I'm a, I'm a fan of that individual. I think, I think he's doing very good things for the wiki. Uh, Limey, same there, basically, although Limey, if we recall their uh, track record, um, was certainly part of the small fringe minority that decided to uh, cost uh, the ES, the Spanish wiki server, during the ES incident and was one of their biggest proponents making an 05 statement about that. But um, aside from that, I think Limey does very good work. Harry Blank is someone who a lot of people in this server have some, uh, have some comments about, and I'll resist my own thoughts here. Uh, I will say, just as a shout-out, that this uh, Simply Creative People podcast uh, here, I think it's on Spotify, uh, has come out with a third episode that I'm, I'm only about halfway through, but um, actually they came out with a fourth episode now that I'm looking at it. But uh, the third episode it features Harry Blank and um, um, interesting discussion about the GOC. But how you'll say, Dr. Caldwell wanted us to also mention the fact that in addition to the operational staff and moderator team, we have some administrators who are being promoted. And last time this happened, I believe Jacob Conwell, who else was it? Many Meats, I believe, and I think Storm Breath all were nominated and, uh, of course, uh, unanimously accepted into the position. And this admission uh, uh, administrator promotion cycle features Yossi and White Guard. White Guard, I don't know a whole lot about, but he obviously did those very, very influential and very impressive interviews of the icons in July of 2021, including Dr. Gears, Kane Pathos Crow, Dr. Clef, and uh, Fritz Willy, who's also the administrator, the initial person who uh, created the Wikidot, the SCP Wiki. And so uh, I've also noticed that White Guard in the recaps is a very strong voice of reason. I typically uh, appreciate their input. I think they shone very brightly during the Serastes discussion, for example, and injected a lot of uh, good sense into that one. So happy to see that. Yasi, uh, you know, obviously I think does a good job as well. This is a member who I think people in the server would allege is a member of a particular political clique that starts with a Y and ends with a T. So this might be interesting for them to see that, that there's yet another administrator, that would be three, who are seemingly affiliated with this, uh, with this coalition. Interesting. I never knew that. These are, these are alleged claims. Uh, they are not... I know. I, I I just I never like I never would have thought that Yasi would be a part of this, but then again, it's just alleged. Yasi's done some good work, uh, for sure. I, the concerns that I have, uh, not that anyone cares, uh, w when it comes to what's relevant commentary on this, but you know, Yasi, for example, is someone who we've seen recently on this SCP-173 discussion uh, front a boogeyman of uh, Kato suddenly. Uh, having a fugue state and deciding to uh, remove the permission for the image and somehow that somehow that would mean a catastrophic uh, cascade 
of, uh, of horrible things happening to the wiki. And yesterday we looked at how that really cannot be possibly true. There's no, there's no legal causality to that. And so whether it's being misinformed or whether it's uh, doing something that the SCP staff unfortunately has a habit of doing and even said that they would stop doing, which is uh, using a sort of nebulous, out there, uh, intangible boogeyman argument to uh, prod the wiki and its uh, user base in a certain direction. I, I do think that is still happening. They, they promised to not do that. I don't think that they've delivered on that promise very well. Yeah, they're very, just like Stalin. They're they're very paranoid and deeply, and uh, they just they want to abuse that paranoia, but also want to appease that paranoia so they can so they can so they can feel right. They can feel righteous, you know. I think that's a fair criticism to say. I I, th I do wonder when I look at some of these things, particularly when we can't find any good reasons for them, uh, that these individuals are doing so simply as a public statement. Uh, to um, sort of buttress their own, I guess, I guess I'd say leadership capabilities. But I, I did want to mention one more thing, Dr. Krim, that you brought up about this whole point, is that uh, on this video yesterday, I was mentioning that a couple of things were instantiated and uh, given some substance, um, and that was the video that Harmony shared with us about this staff member who was dancing. One of those things being that there's too much of an enthusiasm for this, and the second is that uh, in the discussion, Harmony sort of engaged some of the critiques and some of the observations that we had talked about here, and that of course Harmony developed on her own anyway, into that comment section. And in that discussion, the staff member responded and cited a cease and desist order, or letter, that they had apparently received. And I thought about that since yesterday. And I think that it can't be an old reference because uh, if you look at how Kato was contacted, this is all documented on 05. You have, back in the day, a paranoia that was completely justified because what happened back in the day was that the staff gradually over the course of about five years, it was about the span of time between 2008 and 2013, Basically, uh, it took them that long to realize what it was that they were dealing with in terms of a legal, uh, a legal contract for intellectual property, that being the Creative Commons license. And so once they finally realized this in about 2013, uh, they realized that there was actually a huge problem lurking beneath their feet this entire time, which is that they did not have the permissions that they needed. And, uh, and that really, in that case, uh, there was a threat, a legal threat that could take down the entirety of the SCP wiki. And what I mean by that is that they hadn't gotten Moto42's permission to reproduce SCP-173. And I'm not talking about the image, I'm talking about the text. And the text was ripped from 4chan. And 4chan being a forum, basically that gives you nominal copyright because it's your statement on a forum. And in order for the, all of the derivative SCPs, every single article that was on the wiki, that was ever written after SCP-173, all of those were derivative of 173. And so if that central block, if that sort of capstone was legally invalid, that definitely would cascade and destroy the entirety of the remainder of the SCP wiki. So back in 2013, this sort of paranoia that we're talking about was actual, it was real, it was justified. Now, that's not so much. Now 
it's an overreaction about this SCP-173 instance as well. But back to the point, if there is a cease and desist letter, it seems as though that would certainly be uh, enough of a justification to be as paranoid as what we're seeing. So that information hasn't been really presented very prominently, and if it is true, it certainly would change the entire landscape of what it is that we're discussing here. Uh, this is some information that certainly I think people would be interested uh, and obliged to know, and perhaps we will get a little more insight when it comes to the uh, recap on this. Yeah, I, I was wondering, like, what, what is with the, uh, what is with each tribal attitude of removal of one seven three, and why does why is SCP so goddamn toxic right now? Say the last part of that question again. I said, why is SCP so goddamn toxic right now? I'm sorry, I still I still couldn't hear what you said, man. I think uh, your audio might be busted. Hold on. Okay, maybe type it in the uh, type it in the lounge there. Oh, uh, well, that's a that's a pretty broad question. Um, I, I think that's certainly an opinion to have about SCP. The question is, why is SCP so toxic? Um, broad. <laughs> yeah. So. Why? I mean, you know. It, the, the community has a lot of nuance. There's a lot of people in there who, who certainly, um, you know, are, are outliers, who are anomalies in their own right. Um, a good example is this uh, toxic culture of upvote worship and upvote brain rot that has become more of a cognizant thing, cognizant part of the landscape there. Uh, and typically you see this in individuals who have a lot of success. Obviously, that's where you would see this as it's sort of a reinforcing mechanism for this sort of, um, you know, self-esteem by proxy of upvotes. But my point being is that there's always people who are exceptions to the rule. And uh, the example that I like to give is Pepper's Ghost. So, um, you know, Pepper's Ghost is one of the most um, well-known, uh, certainly one of the most lasting, uh, prolific authors on the SCP Wiki. And uh, Pepper's Ghost does, in my opinion, from what I've seen, Obviously, I can be proven wrong, demonstrated wrong, but from what I've seen, and I've been looking quite closely, uh, Pepper's Ghost does not seem to be affected by a lot of upvote worship in the same way that other people are. So you can say, like I do, and I argue all the time, that there is a toxic culture at SCP when it comes to, let's say, uh, you know, the prioritization of upvotes uh, over a more artistic approach that is uh, a little more... Um, becoming of someone who is writing for healthy reasons but there are always people who uh who who confound that and so when you ask a question like why is scp so toxic um you know the reason why i say it's broad is just because uh we need we need a little more specific of a uh, of a microscope slide to look at for that statement to really yeah like i said i was i was saying like like oh my god it's bigger than i thought <laughs> It definitely, there's definitely a large surface area of topics and justifications you can pull from to make that argument, I would think. I do want to welcome uh, Mr. Jack. Thank you for being here. Nice to see you. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know why, but I just, I just find it funny that I, I was just asking, like, why is it so toxic? Like, I feel like it's turning into, like, a cesspit, like 4chan was, just worse. Yeah, I it's mean, it's not funny. 
No, on the surface of it, it's very, very, very different from 4chan, obviously. I don't think we have to talk about that or why that is. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's some mentalities there that sort of end up leapfrogging the initial good intention of moving in that direction and uh, unfortunately uh, land almost like a somersault back to where they previously were, just uh, in a little different of a mental orientation, thanks to the flip. But I want to uh, show this on the screen. This is something that, uh, that uh, I think isn't a good example of this toxic culture that I've been speaking about. Uh, on the screen, you'll see a screen cap of um, an individual on the wiki celebrating 100 uh, upvotes with no downvotes and bragging that this doesn't happen every day. Uh, while a part of this obviously is always attributable to just sheer appreciation for the work that has been done and uh, you know, appreciation for the audience that has responded positively to it, I think we see a dramatic um, overstep of that appreciation and really a conversion of that into a sort of uh, self-congratulatory uh, aggrandizement. And the point that I'm making with this is that this, uh, this has actually already happened several times uh, on the wiki. Uh, that's, that's not news. Uh, the time that I saw it was with SCP-4000. Uh, during the SCP-4000 contest, Pepper's Ghost, who I'd mentioned already, wrote uh, Taboo. And it shot out of the gate very quickly. I think prior to that, IHP's entry, uh, Future Imperfect, which I believe is SCP-4100 now, had really been in the lead. Um, and I think Cactuses had been released and, and was in the second place, uh, catching up quickly. But Pepper's Ghost, uh, his taboo, just, it was like being shot out of a cannon. Uh, I was at the time collecting statistics and trivia for a post 4K contest award ceremony, something that I did and that was well received and that then was copied without my, my permission um, the next year with a 5K with no attribution given to me whatsoever. That's another story for another time. Uh, but um, in observing these trivias and these statistics, I noticed that uh, Taboo got, I think, 100 and it was something like 130, maybe 120, 130, uh, perhaps give or take 10 or 20 uh, upvotes before it ever got one single downvote, which is very, very impressive. In fact, doing that with 100 upvotes with no downvotes is also very impressive and certainly does not happen every day. But my point in this is that Pepper's Ghost did not celebrate this by themselves. It was me. It was someone else who was removed from the actual ongoings. It was someone removed from the article's authorial ship who had noted this. And I think that's the, that's the biggest difference in the world, when someone else does that for you. And when you do that for yourself, it does not communicate the same sort of appreciation, and it really communicates an unhealthy obsession with these metrics. For example... Rounder House would need to be, this is who is saying this, uh, Rounder House is uh, 6819, he would have necessarily been keeping track of uh, every vote that came in. Uh, he, he would have been probably giving a very lot of his attention and time to uh, the ratio of upvotes and downvotes. And of course the SCP Wiki has through some of their widgets and snippets made that easier to do. They've got a new... Uh, a new info module, that a new rating module essentially, 
that shows you the ratio of how many upvotes to downvotes you've gotten, which in my opinion is just another way to pat yourself on the back. And you may find that individuals like Rounder House and others who tend to be of this um, very highly marketed school of thought um, pay homage to this individual here, DJ Cactus, who I've been a long critic of, but who recently made a sort of philosophical change and had some very, very interesting things to say. Uh, and so that is what we'll get into probably next week. Uh, that's really one of the reasons I wanted to bring up all of this, especially in the context of who we are as a society, who we are as a group. And uh, the point I wanted to bring out is why do we criticize? And not to say that DJ Cactus changed his mind because someone was critical of him. So it's important to criticize people, I think, because that's the only way that people might change. And the irony of criticism is to see itself be irrelevant uh, once those changes are made. So criticism is hopeful for to become irrelevant. And that's certainly what I personally have seen when it comes to what I used to criticize DJ Cactus over and some of the more um, interesting things that he has said very, very recently. Um, he, he's basically on a lot of... Uh... Hello, Dr. Pearson. Oh, Dr. Pearson is here. Bonjour. Bonjour, monsieur. Well, let's, let's jump right into this. So, uh, Dr. Caldall says, Did you all mention the O5 promotions thread and the newest Nut Wars attack? We did talk about the O5 promotions thread uh, just a bit. We actually scrolled through that to see who was being promoted. Uh, you know, through all, all the tiers, gave a little bit of commentary on those individuals. Wait, hold on. Has has the O5 command now started using the term the nut wars? <laughs> no, I think that's Dr. Carlisle's <sighs> term. No, I, I think that would be Not too yet. much. Yes. <laughs> but um, We need to put more into the nut wars. Let O5 command say it. Put flames into fire. Yeah, that is ex that is exclusive to Dr. Caldwell at Cosmic Prophet says, and that's that's uh, that's interesting. Um, and um, but yeah, we haven't talked about that. But uh, Dr. Krim has some interesting news. There's a new wiki coming. This is apparently a fork off of the back rooms. You say? Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, Peril Realms, whatever it was. Uh, Mindrend Fox decided to uh, decide to make a new wiki related to the back rooms. I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, I just got a notification that the server name changed, and I was like, "What?" Hmm. That's interesting. Do you have a link? A link to the esoteric library? Sure. Yes. Let me. Uh, well, that's always interesting. Me, we'll, uh, um, yeah. we'll we'll see what people have to say about that. That's uh, that's interesting. All right. Um, Digital trash in agony says nuts. Civil war. Uh, the nuts are rebelling. And yeah, that's the person I invited from my FNAF server because oh, he he said like, oh, I'm interested in SCP, and I was like, okay, let's go ahead and give you the config keys. You know? Yeah, well, it's nice to have you. Thank you for joining us. Cosmic Prophet shares a uh, screen cap, looks like from Discord. And the screen cap is of an individu uh, individual, that was a word, an individual called Alta Cab or Alta Cobb. And this is someone who says, Would you like to join the Nut Legion? SCP 173, the real tradition in history, needs defense from idiot SCP staff. Defend our Nut. Join today. And then, of course, people say no. And this individual goes on to say, on February 15th, we will mass edit the SCP wiki to support our nut. So um, this is the newest in the Nut Wars attack that Dr. Caldwell is referencing. And it seems as though yesterday we had 
a little bit of a premature shot fired. Yesterday we talked about how this nut uh, war was to take place around Valentine's Day and that there was promised to be a large amount of vandalism occurring on the SCP wiki. And yesterday uh, evening we saw what appeared to be a weapons test where a tremendous number of articles on the SCP wiki were all edited to reflect the initial statement, the ransom note essentially that we looked at yesterday. And of course those, uh, those edits have been reverted. Um, and the individual who did those on Wikidot, the name was Altacob. And come to find out that individual started participating uh, in the RPC server, I think it was yesterday or something like that, attempting to recruit individuals to this cause and was laughed out of the server and quickly banned, I believe. So it's just interesting to see uh, that uh, this individual is cognizant of these spaces, uh, puts that individual very close to home, and, uh, and certainly has a lot of people speculating. I love how RPC you see would it, not um, love to uh, RPC would not like to go in there because because it's just like they don't want to start another war between SCP and RPC. Yeah, of course not. Dr. Pearson, what do you say about that? You were also trying to say something else. Oh, I was just saying I love how you use the word ransom note as if like these people are taking the wiki hostages. Yeah, well, it seems as though they are. I mean, you know, this yeah, is Yeah, it's not... another John Brown. Yeah, not not that I speak for once again the whole point of this podcast, just the general statement is that uh, with a group like us, it's really impossible to say that we have a unified identity. The purpose is to not have a singular identity. But uh, And so to that end, I don't speak for everyone here, but certainly I don't think anybody who uh, who is, who is um, of a good intention here wants to see a lot of vandalism. I don't think that's the most productive way to bring about a change that you'd like to see. I think the best way to do it is discuss like we did yesterday. I mean, then again, uh, it's going to be like the French Revolution, because <laughs> it's, it's just basically the French Revolution and and the SCP Wiki right now because they're tired of the of the uh, but not see the prom not seeing staff, you know. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing, though. I don't think that's everyone at the SCP site, though. The entire re the point of the French Revolution was like an entire country. The, 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 in this case, I don't think the entire site is behind the night, not worse. It's like a small portion of it. Yeah, in fact, I don't think, uh, you know, yesterday, if yesterday was sort of a preview as to what apparently will be happening later on in the month, uh, I think it was interesting to note that there was only one individual. There was, if there was a we to this, as Dr. Pearson says, we, there is no we. And that's sort of fleshed out by now. I don't. I, we don't have any evidence that this is more than just one individual. Uh, yeah, I don't believe it is an organized group. I don't think so. I think it's just like a bunch of people that are just just saying this. Uh, but at the same time, it's. I'm not saying like it, they're, they're not going to do it. There's a chance they might. Who knows? Well, I certainly uh, don't. CP, we would love to have you on here. Yeah, I certainly, I certainly don't uh, want it to go down like this. Cosmic Prophet has a comment and she says, this is very few people under sock puppets. Nobody actually invested in SCP actually is bothering to do some kind of attack. We are too tired of their unnecessary politics to bother with any more. And Cosmic Prophet is a citizen of RPC authority. So uh, this is nice to have some representation as to how they would like to react to uh, the shenanigans that are going on. I think most people would rather be agnostic to the shenanigans. Obviously, we will observe what happens here as this is a talk show. 
and comment on it. But uh, we, we definitely advocate for being a removed, uninvested observer. And she she makes a, an addition saying, I've been, I have been between SCP and RPC for five years, and I only left SCP in the past year. Well, that's interesting. Cosmic Prophet, if you have any links that you would like to share into the lounge, we'd be more than happy to give your works a, a, a look-see um, if, you, if you write. Well, that's fine. Uh, in that case, answer me a question. Why, why was it, if you don't mind sharing, that you left SCP last year? All right, she's typing. That's fine. The magic of post-editing. I'll just make it uh, instantaneous. Okay, Cosmic Prophet says, Mainly due to the security issues presented by their new IRC server deterred me from taking part in the major SCP community. I also lost faith in their staff integrity. Well, I'm encouraged to see someone acting upon that knowledge uh, because one of the greatest frustrations that we've had, when I say we, I mean uh, what started as this small cohort of individuals who were intent on criticizing SCP for, very, uh, for positions just like this, uh, it was a constant frustration that we would try to articulate the, uh, the constant doxing that goes on in the uh, Skip IRC server and, uh, and the fact that no one really uh, is forthcoming about that information. Uh, certainly none of the people who are, who are uh, you know, able to see that private information has uh, ever made a statement about this. Uh, it's only been defensive statements saying basically it comes down to them saying basically trust me with your information. All right. Well, thank you very, very much, Cosmic Prophet, for joining. We appreciate your input. He left. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple more here. Dr. Kaldahl uh, says, what does this have to do with me other than being in Config Mag and being a troll? Um yeah, uh, so the, the comment here is in response to the Discord Snapchat that someone took. Um, I'm not sure. You'd have to ask Cosmic Prophet that. I think, I think she just left. Yeah, left while you were speaking. I see. So anyway... Um, it's just the trio. Lack of Lepers, Dr. Krim, and Dr. Pearson. Love it. That's the trio for your ass right there. So um, we, we kind of mentioned this a little bit today. Uh, I think the conversation fed into this general umbrella topic of, of what it is that we're doing here, if anything uh, to that question could be answered. And uh, perhaps next time, what we'll do is look at a little bit about why we criticize, why it's important to criticize, and uh, look at things like Kalinin's metacritique. Uh, look, at, look at quotes from that. And uh, understand that when you get rid of some of the foundational principles that involve criticism on something like the SCP Wiki, uh, you know, you're, you're coming very dangerously close to um, undoing the entirety of the reputation and the identity that has been built at such a place for a long time. Personally, I think uh, criticism is an important um, part of life. It's a way for people to improve, to see better, to see things outside of their scope and basically improve on things of their quality and in this case of uh, an article, improve their writing style and such or a concept. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so we'll get into some of Clinton's uh, quotes uh, that say, in fact, I'll just read one now just to tease it. 
this is from the first paragraph of Metacritique, and Metacritique is an essay that's on the Guide Hub, uh, which is also on the Required Reading Hub of the SCP Wiki. And it's well appreciated at about plus 153. But this is Kalinin writing about the critic's duty. He sort of is the archetypal critic even now in reputation. And this is his first paragraph. The SCP Foundation Wiki is known among both members and the outside readership for ruthless quality control and unvarnished feedback. This reputation benefits the community in some ways. It encourages authors to put forth their best efforts. It fosters an atmosphere of honest and therefore valuable critique. It enhances the experience for the true site user, which is the reader, and it's something of a trademark for our community. This aspect of the wiki convinced me to start participating on the site in 2012, and it's been a guiding principle in everything that I've done here since. So that was 10 years ago when Clinton was observing this uh, this sort of attitude culturally at the SCP Wiki. And one of the statements that we've made over and over again, probably ad infinitum by now, is that that really has changed. And so what we'll do is look into this and see what it is that also changes when you lose this sense of critique that Dr. Pearson is talking about. For example, uh, Dr. Pearson, what you just said uh, falls into this phrase in this quote, which says, it, in, it fosters an atmosphere of honest and therefore valuable critique. If you reject the idea that critique of your work uh, should be pointed, if you reject the idea that critique of your work shouldn't be, if you think that the critique shouldn't be offensive in any way to your work, if you want to try to equate your work and a, and a critique of your work with an attack on your person, then what that really does, you can actually just read this sentence and this phrase backwards, uh, it fosters an atmosphere of dishonest and therefore invaluable critique. And unfortunately, one of the questions we'll talk about in this examination, uh, probably uh, probably next week, is which is the worst problem? Not having any honest critique or having too much uncritical praise? Which one is worse, an abundance of bad critique or an abundance of uncritical praise? Uh, my answer okay. is that they're actually they're actually the same. You know, the sugar will damage the nerves, uh, just as uh, just as the blunt trauma of a bad critique would. It's just slower and more imperceptible uh, for those who don't want to know or can't uh, understand what's happening. So, but we'll see how Kalinin's worries uh, that the SCP Wiki could become somewhat undone if this uh, culture of criticism left. Uh, how bad that could be. We'll see how those things have in part been realized. And uh, that's a great shame. So, all right. Well, we got started a little late today, but uh, it's been about an hour. So, I do want to thank everyone who came today and participated and contributed. I uh, hope everybody has a wonderful uh, rest of the weekend. And uh, we will be back here next week at the same times. That's Saturday and Sunday. And the time is 12. Eastern or 11 a.m. Central Time. So we'll see everybody on the 12th and the 13th. And I hope you'll have a great, great day. And once again, thank you so much for joining. And just remember, memetic hazard warning. Criticism. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good. I like that. All right. You'll take it easy. All right. You too. All right. See ya.